and welcome to a fabulous episode of the Partial Historians. I am one of your hosts, Dr. Greenfield, and sitting beside me, looking ravishing. <laughs> You're too kind. <laughs> I got the flu. I don't have <laughs> Is Dr. Radness. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, but you are actually wearing green today, Dr. Greenfield. I I'm know. impressed. <laughs> Look at me go. <laughs> Okay, so we're very happy to be back again tracing the history of Rome from the founding of the city. <laughs> ah. <laughs> we're, we're quite a fair way in. We're like at least 300 years in. I'm pretty <laughs> impressed with how far we've gotten. Actually, that's true. I always I always think of it from when the Republic is founded, which means we've, we've like 30 years. But, <laughs> but no, actually, I forget. We did do the kings. We did do the kings. We did. We did. <laughs> this has been happening for ages now. Yeah. All of a sudden, we seem to be moving at lightning speed. (laughs) (laughs) So where were we when we left off last time, Dr. G? Oh, it was a cliffhanger worthy of Agatha Christie herself. Murder most (laughs) vowed. I've got notes including things like, sounds fishy. (laughs) Uh, Poor little Ganukius, the tribune of the plebs, going hard, looking for agrarian reform, gets a trial up where the consuls are about to attend. Um, And they've been going around, like last episode we talked a little bit about how um, the consuls are obviously, um, well, sorry, there are a couple of fairs of consuls involved in this. Both the consuls of the previous year, so we're sort of in the late 470s at this point in time. Um, so Furius and Manlius, the consuls of the previous year, and Lucius Aemilius Mamercus and Vopiscus Iulius uh, seem to have been all caught up in this. But Livy definitely dwells on Furius and Manlius. They're the ones he names as being like having their ha- like Ganukius's hands laid on them um, before they are no longer consul. Um, and he talks about them going around dressed in their sad clothes, <laughs> otherwise known as their clothes of being a supplicant. <laughs> um, addressing both the plebs and the young patricians. And to the young patricians, they actually have been giving advice, saying things like, you don't want to get involved in, you know, serving the state because look what happens. You're doomed to death. (laughs) (laughs) And obviously the crowd responds favorably to these kinds of things. They're like, every console has to just hop to it when the... Oh, damn it. I'm going to try that again. Take two. Every console just has to hop to it. Oh man, why can't I click anymore? There we go. Ah, there we it's go. back, it's hey, back. Hey, oh, hey. The funds. Okay, one more time. <laughs> Every council just has to hop to it. Yeah, <laughs> when the Tribune says so. Uh, <laughs> just like a you know, commoner or something. Um, and they, they talk about the historical examples of Coriolanus and how he was banished and Menenius was put to death. And it's all because of these meddlesome Tribunes and the Plebeians. <laughs> So just don't even think about becoming consul. Just don't even think about it. Yeah. It's tough times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's obviously all the patricians think about. So this is pretty, pretty uh, big talk. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, let's face it. Then the murder happens, right? So they're meant to show up uh, for the trial. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Their trial's meant to happen. And Ganukius Turns up dead. Doesn't show. Yeah. So the people are all milling around, waiting for Ganukius to turn up. And they start to obviously get a bit restless because... He hasn't. Um, some think, okay, he's been scared off by the patricians. Others, however, think that he has actually been talked into betraying them somehow and, like, you know, leaving them to their own devices. Clearly, the plebeians are being painted like massive sheep because without him, they seem com- like they, they seem incapable of doing anything. They're just legalists, just, like, wandering around going, what do we do? What do we do? 
This is a huge issue, actually, because, I mean, one, the Tribune of the Plebs is supposed to be a bit of a collective. Yeah. There's a few of them. Yeah, exactly. They're all supposed to be, yeah, Yeah, yeah. they're supposed to be working together for the common good of the plebeians. Yeah. Um, But one turns up dead, and the fact that Ganukius has turned up dead throws into relief the question about when is it precisely in Tribunician history that Tribunes are granted this sacrosanctity of their body. Well, see, Livy, Livy's account is really interesting in this respect because um, he got, he does kind of explain the lack of, like, another tribune taking place. I mean, it seems that Ganu- this is Ganukius's baby, <laughs> and therefore he's obviously meant to be turning up on the day. Um, and then when he doesn't show, everyone's a bit like, mm. um, and then they hear the rumour that he's been found dead in his house. So once they learn that, they all just kind of, you know, start going home again, I guess. Um, but... Livy does say that the other tribunes are terrified by the death of Ganukius. Um, and let's just, you know, I'm sorry, this isn't very mysterious, but let's just set the record straight here and now, listeners. It's not a natural death. He didn't just have a heart attack, eat too much sugar the night before and slip into a diabetic coma from which he never awoke. He didn't have like a, you know autoerotic asphyxiation situation. Like, the best a, way to go, really. Yeah. <laughs> Just throwing out all the possibilities. Uh, yeah, he it is not a natural death. Really? So what do, does Livy have? The uh, patricians totally had him murdered. Okay. And in Livy's account, the patricians aren't even trying to hide it. They go, they walk around gloating about the fact that they had him murdered. Oh, yeah. our sources are so discrepant right now. Yeah, well, no, in Livy's account, the patricians are walking around being like, yeah, how about that for some action? Yeah. You want to see this console? <laughs> yeah. That's how I lead the Roman exactly, people. Exactly, yeah. Manlius. It's in my name, bitch. <laughs> yeah, they, oh. they, they walk around talking about the fact that they had organized this murder and the other tribunes are obviously scared off. Absolutely scared. I mean, they're so terrified. And the thing that's interesting, I think, is that Livy says they are warned by the death that they have no protection. That that then they might have thought they had like some sort of security, but that this shows them that there is no protection for a tribune. Now, it's hazy enough that I think you could still say, okay, they just expect a set amount of protection as someone in a, you know, a position of power and prominence. You know, duh. But, but <laughs> you could also take it to mean that they thought they were protected because yeah. of the sacrosanct thing, and then it turns out that they're not. not. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I, I I feel like I want to go with that interpretation mm. just because of the way that in the previous episode, Livy says that Ganukius laid his hands on the consul. You know, and like then they said, this seemed to be like a, a thing, yeah. you know, of like, whoa, stop in your tracks, guys. <laughs> I'm going to stop you right there. Yeah, exactly. We're like, oh, well, we can't touch him, but he can touch us. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Precisely. So I kind of want to go with that. I mean, I probably should look at Latin, but <laughs> who has the time? <laughs> it's um, tough out there. Yeah. So that's the impression that I have. What do okay. you have since your version sounds like it's quite different? Dionysius really palms this off as not a murder. Mm, okay. First of all, he doesn't have the story about Ganukius laying his hands on the consuls. Right. So that part is, if, if he knows about it, he's admitted it. And then when it gets to the point of the actual death itself, right. um, he's found in his bed mm. um, without the least sign of stabbing. 
strangling, poisoning, <laughs> least sign. or any of the <laughs> other means of killing as a result of a plot. And I was like, well, I believe to hear there's a, the least sign of stabbing. <laughs> no sign at all <laughs> that like this a slight, was a murder. A slight puncture. Are you sure there's not a slight puncture? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like, you know, just the tip. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is one of, you know, that's the moment. Especially if he's in bed. Yeah. <laughs> is found. Yeah. Um, <laughs> reports at noon. Um, see, yeah, Livy is like, not not only are the patricians boasting about it, but even those who had absolutely nothing to do with it, like weren't in on the murder at all, they want to be known as being part of it. And so they, they walk around going, yeah, that's right. I was totally in it the whole time. I feel like this is a bunch of really young patricians. Oh, totally. Well, being like, that's why you I know, think... I was with Madeline yeah. last night. And that's how it happened, you know, that we were talking. I think that's why Livy actually has that speech, which is specifically directed at the young patricians. Um, because, yeah, as I said, they are the hotheads. They are the people, the douchebags with the crazy hair, like, you know, cruising around Rome. Uh, in their expensive cars, being total dickhead. Okay, yeah. here's my reconstruction of the events <laughs> yeah. of the night. <laughs> yeah. Manlius yeah. gets together uh-huh. uh, with some of the older consuls, but you with know, furious. Some, but furious <laughs> is there. But there's some of the young guns around, yeah. and they talk about killing Canucius. Yeah. But they're not going to do it. No. But not. some of those young guys are like, you know how, you know what? This is how we make it. This is our break into yep. politics. <laughs> and so they do it, and it's a bit like that time where the Egyptians have killed Pompey. And they're like, yes. how about that? And Caesar's like, no! no! <laughs> you like, idiot! <laughs> I wanted to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> this is insulting. Um, and, you know, and this is sort of, sort of how it operates. I don't know, though. So, I mean, Ganucius, presumably we've got tribunition... Um, sacrosanctity at play I it would so. seem and I if it's so. not yeah. it's being rejected really uh, nicely into this narrative to play out some of the increasing tensions between plebeians and patricians in this moment because the only thing Ganucius has really asked for is the same thing that every plebeian has asked for for every year since 486 which was please <laughs> can we redistribute the public land so that we can have food <laughs> so we can have some grain yeah. in this grain crisis if I only had some grain <laughs> yeah well see when they're bragging the patricians in my account <laughs> Um, they talk about the fact that the tribunician power has to be subdued with severe measures. Wow. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's so, not good. No, and that's what I mean. Like, I feel like this, this is legitimately meant to be a warning. This is the horse's head in the bed of all tribunes. That's a Godfather reference, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, th- this is the warning. This is the warning. Fall into line. Or, or else. else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You can be as sacrosanct as you like, my friend. Precisely. That's not going to yeah. save yeah. you <laughs> from my dagger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interestingly, Livy actually doesn't really tell me how he was killed. Just that he was killed. It seems that the traditions get a lot of um, impetus from this moment, though, mm. to really run with what seems to be a policy of trying to push down the plebeians even further. Totally. Yeah. And one of the ways that this plays out. Um, involves Veluro, Publius. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so many syllables. <laughs> <laughs> Can you handle it? Do you know, it actually kind of reminded me of a character. Valero. I, I was going to say, it reminded me of a character in Wicked. And whenever I see this name, I think, Valero! <laughs> like they do in Wicked, but anyway. 
No, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Valero. Yeah. I'm going to call him Valero because his last name has sometimes more or less syllables, depending on which version of That's the history true. you're looking P- at. Publilius. So, Publilius. Publilius. Or Publilius. And I'm like, okay, guys, settle down. We don't need that many Lulululus. Yeah. La, 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 la. Okay. And so Valero is a centurion. Yes. And he's known as a centurion. He's been on some recent campaigns commanding his own troops as a centurion. Totally. And yep. then it crops up that in the wait. new listing... Wait, wait, Oh, oh, I'm pausing. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Can you just remind our listeners, because there may be some new ones out there, what a centurion is. Oh, exactly. yes. A centurion yeah. Yeah. is a small-time commander yes. um, of a group of about 80 soldiers. Yeah. Don't be confused. Centurion does not refer to a century. No. It refers and to a Roman century, which I think is about that, 80. I think that the popular impression, like, maybe this is just me, but before I actually started studying Roman history, I always thought a centurion was just what you called any Roman soldier. Oh, um, no. Yeah, so this is a position of command. Exactly, yeah. So, sorry, just wanted to flag that it is actually kind of a, you know, cool position. Yeah, yeah, it is a cool position. And usually you get to be a centurion because you've come up the ranks of the common soldier. Yes. Yeah. So, so you'd, have, you'd be like a veteran soldier. Yeah. yeah. So it's a it's one way of having a military career as mm. a plebeian. Yes. Um, coming through the ranks of common soldiery. Yeah. You probably end up in charge of your own like little camp group, first uh, of all. Uh, camp leader. Yeah. <laughs> of about eight men. We're like, hey, buddies. Uh, I'm in charge. Let's make soup tonight. Um, everyone's like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, but, and once you've held that kind of role, you're in sort of contention to then become a centurion, yep. which is the leader of a whole bunch of these kind of little camp groups. Cool. There's a whole bunch of these sort of like intermediary yeah. positions. Oh, obviously, yeah. Thank you for your clarification, Dr. G. No problem. <laughs> Sorry, so Valero. Valero. He's a centurion, he's been serving, etc. He's been yeah. serving for a long time. He's yeah. on the list as a centurion. Mm-hmm. You expect to go back in at the rank that you held previously. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> in the new list that the consuls put together, they decide to list him as a common soldier. Yeah, see, this is a little different to mine. Um, Livy actually admits that the previous, like the murder of Ganucius, he says that this is like obviously a victory for the patricians. But he's actually not a fan. He's like, this is a precedent, but a really, like, it's a, it's a bad one. <laughs> it's bad. Um, because it's obviously involving, you know, a murder. <laughs> uh, politics yeah. or murder. Yeah, exactly. So he admits it's not, not a good way to start set things off and establish your power. Um, but he introduces Valeria by talking about how um, the consuls issue a, um, the order for the levy of soldiers to happen. Okay, so where everyone has to like, enlist themselves. Um, and the fact that the tribunes don't do anything. They're just like, cool. So it's a very smooth process, but this is herein lies the rub. Ooh. <laughs> the plebeians are furious because they feel like the tribunes should be standing up for them and being like, mm, I don't think so. I mean, we've talked about this, guys. <laughs> we we talked don't about, want to go to war yeah, Exactly. We've <laughs> talked about the fact that we can't be soldiers all the time. We do have other things that we need to do. <laughs> we Grow have lives that we need to grain. Live. Yeah. Please. Yeah, and so the the um yeah, the plebeians are really unhappy and they're like, We are right back to where we started, if you're not gonna say anything. This is awful. Basically, tribunition power died with Ganucius. Oh, oh yeah. Oh that's intense. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, so clearly we need something else that is going to put a stop. To the tyranny of the patricians. Okay. Um, 
And therefore, they're like, well, maybe we should be looking after ourselves. Like, we've got no one protecting us. No one is looking out for us. So we kind of need to look out for ourselves. Oh, okay. I I don't know exactly. This is a nascent plebeian (laughs) uprising. I like it. I don't know what exactly they are thinking is going to happen, (laughs) but nonetheless. Um, And so Valero starts being worked into the narrative here because um, Valero is an ex-centurion. Uh-huh. Okay, and apparently um, an ex-centurion is, in, as you said, um, an ex-centurion cannot, well, like in theory, obviously, cannot be enlisted as a common soldier. Um, so, yeah. Uh, also, centurions could also become lictors when they retire from the army. Oh, interesting. Yes. So, I mean, Valero seems to have a bit of a complicated backstory. Yes. Um, Dionysus suggests that um, he the reason why that he might have been listed as a common soldier right. instead of a centurion is because he had um, been pulled up for some misconduct, um, unspecified, okay. on some former campaigns. And he had actually offended the consuls um, in some way. Well, see, I wonder if it's to do with this. Because basically, so he's entitled to become a lictor because a lictor... I didn't actually know this until I looked it up today. <laughs> um, so, so, sorry. Fresh oh, no. listeners. Yeah, get in there. Yeah. Um, lictors. So, yeah, lictors. <laughs> uh, they're kind of meant to be the bodyguard of um, the magistrates, so the people who are in power. Um, and so they usually, um, we've talked about them before, I think it's the people who carry the fasces, which are this the symbols. bundle of rods. Yeah, exactly, which are the symbols of the power of the magistrates. Um, the idea being that they're yeah, a bundle of rods bound together with an axe or something similar. So sometimes <laughs> they have the axe and sometimes and they, they don't. don't. Yeah, exactly. Um, it depends on what's going on. Either way, with rods or with an axe, you can do some damage. And that's kind of meant to be the symbol, I guess, of the of the power. Um, but anyway, so they, they're basically meant to be his bodyguard. They attend, him all, they attend the magistrate all the time when they're out in power. They make sure that the crowds are cleared before him. Um, and they also um, summon those who uh, need to pre- appear before him for punishment. And this is, I think, um, I'm sorry, I didn't realise that they used to be, like back in this early period, um, plebeians. Ah. Because like... At some point, I'm you know, sure. I never really thought about it. Neither had but I. But it makes sense. Neither had I. So lictors are, tr- are traditionally plebeians in like very early times, but they, it actually be, it changes at some point where they actually become mostly freedmen. So I think in the period that you and I have mostly studied, which is generally later than this, they've probably been freedmen, um, and they're exempt from military duties. Um, but All yeah, right. basically at this point in time, when they're mostly they're being plebeians, drawn from X. Soldiers. Well, being a centurion gives you the option to become a lictor. Mm. I think is a sign of, as you say, like the respect of like what you've done. And yeah, you're yeah. also exempt from military service. Once you've done that, you get paid a salary. You know, you're, you're a bodyguard. I guess, I guess we Yeah, can. you got the skill set. You got the skill set, exactly. <laughs> We've got a cushy job for you in the city. Are you interested? Yeah. It involves carrying sticks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so basically, I think that maybe Valero gets into trouble because a lictor is sent to summon Valero because he'd caused a, a, you know, a bit of a ruckus about being enlisted as a common soldier. I think maybe that's what they're talking about. And Livy actually even notes, though, that as like an FYI, that, um, you know, so we've got these plebeians acting as bodyguards, and he's like, but they're, you know, they're, they could not be more ridiculous and worthy of scorn, in a sense, um, because... 
Um, but yeah, they're, they're basically not super impressive bodyguards. I'm guessing is, is where oh, he's going. Oh, okay. Here. I mean, the... um, he says no force could be more contemptible or less capable of resistance if the people had but the spirit to despise them. So it's almost though oh. so he's like they couldn't actually do anything if push comes to shove, but the plebeians aren't really pushing back. Oh, as much as they should. Dionysius' yeah. um, account here is much more visceral. Oh, okay. Um, tell me, tell me. <laughs> so, um, so Valera kicks up a stink yep. about being enlisted as a common soldier, being right. placed down on this particular list and yeah. being demoted effectively from Centurion, regardless sure. of whether it was deserved or not. He kicks up a stink. Um, the consuls that are around at the time who yep. are doing the list um, notice that he's behaving poorly um, <laughs> and they order their lictors to strip him and lash his body oh yeah no, that they, they get to this yeah Livy gets to this yeah absolutely all yeah, right yeah. excellent yeah. so there's some scourging going on so the scourging or is the ordered threat of scourging in my well opinion. yeah yeah um so valera calls upon the tribunes for support in this moment he's like my body yeah. is about i need help from the tribune of the plebs like, the protection of my body yeah. is in the hands of the Tribune of the Plebs. That's their role. Their sacrosanctity is yes. meant to intercede. Totally, yeah. And, and he asks that if he's guilty of any crime, that he actually wants to stand trial before the plebeians. Um, okay, yeah, that's a little bit similar to mine. Yeah, basically, I mean, there's a lot of speechifying going on. <laughs> in mine, it but... gets worse. Yeah, okay. So yeah. the consuls refuse to listen to that request. Yeah. Um, we're not even sure if the Tribune of the Plebs are around at this moment, but he's put out the call. My kind of sa- my, my account makes me feel like they are there, because in mine, like yours, he does appeal to the tribunes mm. um, to, to protect him. Yeah. Um, and they don't support him like, like Louis says they don't support him so it kind of makes it sound like they are there and it's when it, he starts appealing to the the people like going well if the tribunes aren't going to support me then maybe you guys will and it's while he's giving this speech that the lictors are like getting furious and just tearing his clothes off in preparation for the beating that he's about to get <laughs> he tries to you must be naked to be beaten you yeah. must be naked <laughs> you shall be be clothed and thus we shall beat you yeah. um yeah, so this gets out of hand. It's yeah. not clear in Dionysus' account that the tribunes are there or not. Okay. Um, so it's not, they're not, the onus isn't placed on them to, yeah, yeah. to get to involved. Yeah. But he does ask I for a like plebeian they trial. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they're probably pretty scared right now. Yeah. So I wouldn't, if I was a tribune, to be like, my body just got murdered. I yeah. don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> my body is not as sacrosanct as I thought. No. Um, <laughs> and so the lictors come at him and he then punches the first lictor in the face yeah yeah no that's, that's exactly what happens in Lee. He, he does note that valero is a particularly strong specimen <laughs> which you know you might expect Vigorous. i suppose as someone who's managed to work their way up to be a centurion and then survived you know i mean because obviously being a centurion i mean this means he survived numerous battles um so yeah you would think he'd be pretty tough <laughs> yeah this guy's not taking it he's like he's like i see you old man former centurion lictor coming at me i can take you i am a fresh specimen yeah and punches him right in the well, face well i also have a hint Amazing. i have a hint that maybe some people around him also are like yeah i'm gonna get in on this 
because I, I do have a hint that plebeians are helping him to drive to like to keep the lictors away. There, yeah, yeah. This seems to be the moment where like another lictor comes at him, then he punches that one in the face right. as well, and then the people get into it. They're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. "Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. it's always yeah. popping." So, yeah, so it's like you've got to imagine like it's a street scene, <laughs> and like the consuls are sitting at a table, being like, "Here's your list for the army," and the plebeians are all like, "I'm here for the news," and they're like, "Oh, what up, sunshine?" And then they grab their man. Valero, they're like, we'll look after you. Oh, that was mad! You punched some lictors, and they're like, yes. And so they sort of embrace him and like protect him from the rest of the lictors that are coming for him. Yeah. And then they start. It's just like an all-out street ball where the plebeians are punching lictors. Yeah. The lictors are trying to get to Valero, but they can't. And Valero is, is inciting them in my account by saying things like this. I appeal and implore the protection of the commons. Support me, citizens. Support me, fellow soldiers. You have nothing to expect from the tribunes, who themselves stand in need of your support. (laughs) Now, if that's not catchy, I don't know what (laughs) is. (laughs) Excellent time. Yeah, exactly. So totally getting out of hand. And this is exactly the kind of thing that I imagine is just terrifying. Yeah, yeah. And eventually this plebeian mob turns on the consuls themselves. Yeah. Um, Because the lictors are kind of like, you know, it's like, what, 12 men at most against a horde of plebs who are now really Uh, angry and riled up. Exactly. And if if what Livy says is true... They are a sorry bunch of plebeians. Yeah, but I love the way that Livy puts the way that the consuls... <laughs> so the consuls are confronted by this angry mob. <laughs> and I love the way that Livy describes it. He says, The consuls quickly experience their dignity, unsupported by strength, is not exempt from danger. <laughs> Guys, I gotta leave. <laughs> so in other words, they're like, Hmm, we can be as high and mighty as we like, and we can wear fancy clothes, but if we don't have like armed forces behind us, we can be in quite perilous situations. <laughs> I think we must retreat. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and so the lictors yeah. then get a sound thrashing in my account. The Faskies themselves are broken. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's like, I actually don't think I've ever noted the Faskies actually being broken. Yeah, before. that's pretty amazing. That's pretty full on. Yeah, because I was like, they are the symbol of the power of the magistrates. Yeah. So this is a big moment. Yeah. I've been waiting for the audience <laughs> to react like this. I mean, for God's sake. How many times have they made threats and nothing's ever really It's happened. hard when you're hungry. Yeah. Or maybe this is all just like a Snickers scenario. <laughs> right. You're just not yourself right. when you're hungry. Exactly. I mean, if you fed the plebeians, would they have turned on you like this? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, so the lictors in my town are actually, I mean, they're obviously meant to be helping, you know, defending the, the consuls, but they themselves are forced to take, say, like to, to flee for safety inside the Senate house because, you know, I guess they're, they're going to be, torn limb from limb and, and they themselves are thinking okay so Valero is clearly inciting this mob and he's not sure where Valero is going to stop I mean they're, they're obviously feeling like Valero might say let's just murder them let's just do it eye for I'm an ready eye. eye for an eye my I got friends. the skills and you've got the will <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, it's pretty intense. It's only at this point when the consuls are fleeing from the scene yeah. um, that the tribunes of the plebs come up in Dionysus's narrative. Oh, okay. And he yeah. mentions slightly that actually they have been there the whole time. Uh, and yeah, they've no, been I doing like they've been nothing. There. Yeah, I feel like they have been there the whole time. Valera seems to be drawing attention to the fact that they are doing nothing. Yeah, so yeah. I think you're totally right yeah. there. But basically, it seems like this angry mob, now that the people who they're angry with have either taken refuge somewhere where they can't get them or they've left the scene altogether. So the anger seems to 
die down a little bit, enough for the Senate to assemble. Okay, and uh, in front of the senators, um, the, the lictors start making complaints about, you know, you'll never believe it, they broke my fascades, they were brand new, don't you know? <laughs> I was just doing the most, job I was hired for. Most outrageous, in particular, that young fellow, that whippersnapper, Valero. <laughs> He's nothing but trouble, we need to do something. And, and yeah, they start complaining, you know, to the, um, to the Senate. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and I don't know whether you have this noted in this year, because I think it ha- probably happens right at the very end. But obviously, um, everyone's going, uh, everyone's talking about how, um, yes, we should punish the, the plebeians. You know, they've been well out of order, well out of order. <laughs> they need to be put back into their place. Um, however, interestingly, the older patrician, well, sorry, the older senators, let's be real, Patricians probably. Um, it, they actually prevail during this debate in my account. And what they have said is, okay, look, yes, things got out of hand. And yes, there, there definitely was some violence. <laughs> um, however, we want to respond in a way that doesn't seem like we're just acting on emotion and just acting on resentment. Let's just make sure that we're not too carried away with our feelings because after all, isn't that what the commons... Isn't that what just what the, the plebeians were doing? You know, like they were acting out of their emotions. So let's just, you know, think about it. In the meantime, right at the end of the year, the plebeians are all about Valero. They are, they want the Valero merchandise. They want the t-shirt, the bag, the hat, they're in. And so they are going to choose him to be their tribune for the next year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Where, that's where I'll pause and let you... Oh, it's intense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very exciting. What a career trajectory. I know. Fallen Centurion <laughs> tribute of the plebs. <laughs> uh, and it seems like a reasonable one. Like, he's whipped up the crowd. He's got a lot of popular support. Of course the plebs are going to vote him in. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, I mean, the patricians retreat, certainly. And they seem to get pretty hot-headed. In Dionysius's count, there's calls for Valero to be thrown from the Tarpeian Rock. I feel like that might have been one of the measures that's been mooted around in my account, just not specifically named. <laughs> like, let's do it. Let's hurl yeah. him from the precipice. Let's get yeah. rid of him forever. Yeah. Um, and the plebeians, on the other hand, are climbing around outside this senatorial gathering, being like, <laughs> we need to have justice. If there's going to be a trial, it's going to be a proper one. None of this throwing from the rock business. And and so there's a sense in which there's a bit of a tussle backwards and forwards. And they want the plebeians want to see Valero treated with justice. Mm. And, and it seems like um, the patricians are like, well, we'll think about that. <laughs> Uh, it's sort of like justice you say <laughs> it seems like a foreign crazy concept to us let me think about it <laughs> yeah it's a bit of a low ending to this year from Dionysius he doesn't really foreshadow what's to come mm. for Valera's career um, you just sort of get this petering out being like and that's all that happened this year folks oh, I like my account better I have to say I feel like Libby's really pulled it out for me today oh, Libby think... coming to the fore he tends to like this kind of stuff though I must admit but yeah no, I, I like the way it ends and I think it makes sense you know it makes sense that they be looking to someone who's I mean okay he's not like he's he obviously spoke out because of self-interested you know, reasons at first 
Um, but they're right. Valero doesn't seem to be scared of the Tribunes, and he can hardly go back on it now. <laughs> he's, he's already talked about how the Tribunes are lame. So yeah, yeah, look, any guy that's willing to punch some lictors in the face, uh, yeah. you know, is somebody I want to see go places. I mean, where is this going to lead? I know. I feel like Dr. G that this is uh, this calls because as I say, this is the first time in a while I felt really proud of the Tribunes <laughs> and the way that they're acting. I feel like we should celebrate by ending on a high five. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, no. oh, oh no. that sucked. Oh, much <laughs> better. Oh, turns <laughs> okay. out we can't high five, guys. That's historians. <laughs> I for think you. it's just. I think it's just mean. Like we've both been sick. I think feel like we're missing some of our, <laughs> oh. our sound effects today. Anyway, speaking of sound effects, Doctor G, I think it's time for other pleasure pick. Is it though? <laughs> <laughs> Eagle, oh, it is. I, I hadn't taken Igor's mask off. <laughs> It is time, indeed. A partial pick. Yes. Where Rome can score a possible 50 gold eagles. Ooh, they've definitely gone up last time. So where are they going to be this time? Let's Let's see. Let's Let's see. see. All right. First category. Yep. Military clout. Hmm. Well... There's, yeah, there's not, not a lot going on no, there. No, no, no. I mean, there, there's fighting, but not not military, like not the proper military. Kind. No. Oh dear. Okay. Unless unless you want Valero's, like you know, taking your centurion skills to punching lictors. Mm, yeah, I no. don't think so. I think it's gonna be zero. Okay. Sad face. Yeah. Diplomacy. Okay. Well, um, uh, not um. really. I mean, isn't that kind of the problem in the first place? This might be another issue Rome is contending with. Yeah, I mean, the patricians have murder. <laughs> and then, you know, being just general douchebags that don't compromise as usual. So, yeah. It okay. doesn't feel like diplomacy. No, is okay, so that's also, I think, a zero. Expansion. Nope. Just internal no. problems. <laughs> that, that zero there. All right. Weirdus. Okay. Ah. Now, this we could maybe work with. Mm. I mean, okay, the murder's bad. <laughs> the Romans aren't fans of murder, so that's bad. But and I feel like Patricians claiming the murder—that's not a good sign of weirdness. No, no, because that's the thing. Like even by Patrician standards, like, and this is why Livy makes that little comment. This is no good. Like yeah. you just—you just can't go around murdering fellow citizens, whether you're a Patrician. That's or not. how you break the state, guys. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, and and the Romans do take murder very seriously, hmm. as do you know. <laughs> I say that like they should. <laughs> Let's talk about people who don't take murder seriously. No, no, I just mean, you know, like, as in, obviously we consider it to be bad and we consider the impacts of murder and that kind of stuff in our society, but it is it is like a, obviously it has like a, a religious dimension, if I'm wrong. It, it does, it does. So yeah. if you murder a person inside yeah. the pomerium, yeah. that is especially bad. Yeah. Um, which is clearly what has happened to Ganukius. Well, yeah, if he's found dead in his house. He's found dead yeah. in his house. Yeah. Um, so it's, it is like a, 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 like a really bad pollution. Yeah, yeah. It is a, a, it it is a yeah. bad pollution. Yeah. And you have the fact that people who deal with dead bodies tend mm. to be segregated out from most ancient True. societies. I have forgotten about that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Bodies yeah. always have to be taken outside and yeah. dealt with in some way. Only naughty vestals get to be buried inside. They and they're buried do. alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't die, technically. Mm. Mm. Okay, yeah, so that's bad. Um, yeah, but I, I feel like... I feel like Valero, Valero perhaps yeah. exhibits some weird to us. He, yes. he represents the Roman spirit in yes. a time where it seems like the patricians are not willing to be invested in the in the weird to us that we expect from Romans. Well, really. exactly. I mean, this is the thing. It's, it's weird because obviously you would kind of expect Livian Dionysius to be on the patrician side. 
And Dionysus is definitely on the patrician side. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it often seems like they are, obviously, because the plebeians are generally like this faceless mob who act like sheep. But um, I definitely feel like <laughs> the patricians are coming off as the you know typical mustachio-twirling villains in this particular piece. And Valero is like you know the traditional hero type in that he's you know done his military service. You know he just wants to be left alone. Every time he thinks he gets out, they just pull him back in. It, it feels like, yeah, there's a definite yeah, kind of reminding people, tribunes, stop being pussies. Patricians, stop being villains. Let's get this together. And so he's sort of become the representation of the tribune of the plebs in the moment that the tribune of the plebs have become coward yeah. by the patricians. Well, he, just, he reminds me. Do you remember when we were very first talking about um, the problems between patricians and plebeians? And there were those guys who would, like, you know, strip off in public meetings and stuff and be like, look at my battle scars. Rah! Listen to me. Um, and it was always meant to be like, oh, yeah, look at those battle scars. Yeah, yeah that dude. Let's take, let's take him seriously. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. I feel like that's kind of what Valera... I mean, Valera didn't strip him himself he was stripped because they were going to try to beat him but we would have seen some nice wounds there yeah. my friend yeah I just, I just feel like the whole thing gives me that vibe yeah so I, but it's not it is he is speaking out of self-interest so at first so i feel like it's gonna be like a five, a five sounds maybe? good to me yeah okay let's go five all right cool he's halfway there yeah exactly now finally the citizen score. The citizen score. I feel like this is go- this has been again very low lately. <laughs> yeah, but if you are a hungry plebeian in the city right now and you just got into like some mob violence, things are I think up. things are looking yeah. good. You finally, get to beat up some <laughs> be like you know class what traitors. Or- <laughs> yeah. See those consuls over there? You're not so big and mighty now. We've taken down your lictors, yeah, are hey, you? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I mean, let's face it though, nothing's actually been achieved yet. So gotta keep That's it down mind. They're still hungry. <laughs> hangry. Yeah. Whatever. Snickers really satisfies. <laughs> this is not paid for by Snickers. <laughs> um, yeah, so I feel like it's definitely an improvement. But again, nothing's really changed. So I kind of feel like it also has to be a five. Mm. What do you reckon? Yep, sounds good. Okay. Well, actually, a little bit more disappointing than I thought it was going to be, and I didn't need my calculator. <laughs> <laughs> it was exciting times, but yeah. the score is quite It low. is a mere 10 golden <laughs> eagles for this point in Rome's history. Oh, Rome. Sorry, Rome. Play again later. <laughs> <laughs> bit of a fail. Yeah. <sighs> All right, well, Dr. G, uh, thank you once again for keeping me company for a delightful period of time. <laughs> oh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Talking to you is one of the joys of my life. Ah, well, I'm... <laughs> looking forward to seeing where Valero is going to go. Oh. I feel like that boy has got a future ahead of him. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs>